Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Founded in 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the greater Boston area and beyond. We are located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets, across from the Public Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. In times during which the incoming hits to our nervous systems are unrelenting, in times when we are dysregulated and disoriented, our natural inclination is to hold on tight, think roller coaster. Perhaps some of you have felt this way this past week. This morning I'm going to invite you to join me in reflecting on a counterintuitive, every fiber of your body screaming, no, spiritual practice, the spiritual practice of letting go. Let's start here. Are you breathing? Perhaps it's been a long time since you took a conscious, deep breath, a full-bodied in-breath and out-breath. Perhaps it's been as many as four years. I invite you now to breathe with me. Breathe with me. Breathe in and let go of it. Breathe all the way out. In and out. Keep your focus on the out breath. That's letting go. In and out. Let it go. Keep breathing. There comes a time for every one of us to let go. Actually, there come many, many times every day. We can't savor the present, let alone move into the future, if we're clinging to the past. The unmet expectations, betrayal, resentment, the shattered dreams, guilt, and grief. Getting all righteous about what might have been, could have been, should have been, only gets us nowhere but stuck and hurting. Maybe our pride is hurt. Maybe we don't want to see as someone who gives up, a quitter. But maybe we're being called to let the past be past, pronounce it dead, and walk into a new day. Ironically, Dr. Heider Zahed a scientist, calls it the art of letting go, answering the invitation to relinquish unhealthy attachments to people, events, ideas, possessions, and minor irritations. Anne Landers, matron saint of advice, wrote, some people believe holding on and hanging in there are signs of great strength. However, there are times when it takes much more strength to know when to let go.
and then to let go. Psychotherapist and professor Dr. Eileen S. Cohen writes, holding on to pain doesn't fix anything. Replaying the past over and over again does not change it. Wishing things were different does not make it so. In some cases, especially when it comes to the past, all you can do is accept whatever it is we're holding on to and then let it go. Let it go. That's how everything changes. Dr. Zahed continues, no time is better than the present to make a conscious decision to release negative influences so we can enjoy life as it unfolds precious moments every day. To let go also means to give up resisting and struggling to hold on, accepting what is and letting go of what was. Most of us can get on board with this sometimes more, sometimes less, until it comes to letting go of someone we love who has hurt us. We can't control what others think or do. We can try, but it's a losing wager. The only thing we really have control over is our thoughts and our actions. Rachel Velishek, a mental health counselor, writes, letting go of a person we love can be painful, but sometimes it's the final remaining option in order to care for our own well-being. Letting go of someone doesn't mean we're giving up on them. It is acknowledging the hurt, setting boundaries and expectations for the relationship, and making an active choice not to let them hurt us anymore. Letting go of someone does not imply that we stop loving them. It's communicating that we love them, but we fear for them and for ourselves. Letting go is done out of love. The work, Rachel Velishik concludes, is to let go of what we cannot change. I love the expression, don't live in chains, when you have the key, don't live in chains. When you can put the lock, the key, into the lock, turn it and let go. In every letting go, there's a little death. It's important to honor our losses and to feel the pain of grieving. It's such hard work. But the only way out is through. We are not our pain or our past. Swiss psychiatrist Carl Jung said, I am not what happened to me. I am what I choose to become. And maybe, just maybe, there's some new possibility that awaits. Knowing we should let go, even wanting to let go, is different from knowing how to begin. American Tibetan Buddhist nun Pema Chodron teaches that it begins with seeing ourselves clearly. The key to feeling more whole and less shut off and shut down is to be able to see clearly who we are and what we're doing. She writes, if we see ourselves with clarity, good-heartedness, and kindness, we begin to find that our world is more vast 
and more refreshing and fascinating than we knew. The meditation technique for seeing clearly and letting go begins with precision and gentleness. If you'd like, we can try this together. Let's do this. I'm going to invite you to assume an unrumpled posture. Are you still breathing? Find your breath. Breathe in and out. And again, pay attention to that out breath. Don't force it. In and out. Pema Chitran writes, this seems simple, but actually to be with the breath and to be there for every breath requires a lot of precision. Just the fact that we always come back to the breath and that we try in a gentle way to be as fully with the breath as we can sharpens our mind. Keep a light touch on the out-breath and don't shut out everything else. Touch the out-breath very softly and let it go. In. If we emphasized only precision, Pema continues, our meditation might become quite harsh and militant. So we also emphasize gentleness. One thing that's very helpful is to cultivate an overall sense of relaxation while we're meditating. If you find it difficult to relax, just patiently, gently work with it in and out. We're not doing this to achieve anything, but to come into this very moment, the present, so full of possibility. If we're faithful to the honesty of precision and the good-heartedness of gentleness, we'll find that sense of knowing how to let go builds in us, and letting go will follow naturally. Pema Chidron writes, once you begin to get the hang of this, it's incredibly powerful that you could be completely obsessed with hope and fear and all kinds of other thoughts, and you could realize what you're doing without criticizing it, and you could let go. This is probably one of the most amazing tools we could be given, the ability to just let go. Over these past four years, Countless friends and families have been riven by political differences. The anger, grief, and despair over the possibility of ever healing is devastating. It's true that nothing will ever be the same. But we can summon a Herculean will and strength and courage, choose to let go, and step into the future. I want to tell you about Mary Griffith, whom I met in the early 90s at a conference where we were both speaking. In my mind's eye, I can still see her very clearly. Her story was both soul-searing and redemptive. Mary was a devout Christian who, with her husband Robert, raised their four children in an evangelical Presbyterian church in the late 1970s and early 80s. 
Her second child, Bobby, was gay. Her father, his father, and his siblings accepted him, but Mary, believing God could cure him, began her campaign to pray away the gay, encouraging him to spend more time in prayer and at church gatherings. As Bobby grew increasingly self-loathing, depressed, and desperate, Mary told him she would not have a gay son. She said a lot of other terrible things, terrible things that I won't repeat from this pulpit. And you know where this is going. Bobby died by suicide. Mary's heart broke. In her grief, she began to question her church's teachings. And slowly but surely, she reached out to the queer community which embraced her. And then she discovered PFLAG, parents, friends, and family of lesbians and gays, where she was politicized. In a speech before her local city council, she told them that her stubborn refusal to reevaluate the teachings of a church that told her to reject her child had cost her his life. And then she urged them to think before they spouted dehumanizing slander because she said, somewhere a child is listening. In 1995, Mary published her story. Her book is called Prayers for Bobby. She died on February 20th of this year, having spent more than 40 years as an unstinting, dedicated, and fierce advocate for queer kids. Brian K. Bond, executive director of PFLAG National, eulogized Mary Griffith, saying she had led by heroic example, changing hearts and minds by sharing her personal journey to help countless other parents so they would not have to face the same loss that she did. Speaking softly in that crowded room all those years ago now, Mary told me that while it was too late for Bobby, she wanted to be sure she was in time for literally thousands of other Bobbies and their families. And I thought then, as I'm thinking now, that if Mary could so profoundly change her mind and heart, and then spend the rest of her life changing the hearts and minds of others, there is hope for us all. Now, let us begin. Beloved spiritual companions, I invite you to the spiritual practice of letting go. Let go of unmet expectations, betrayal, resentment, shattered dreams, guilt, and grief. Let go of what might have been could have been, should have been. We are not our pain or our past. Do not live in chains when you have the key. Remember to find your breath in and out. Touch the out breath very gently and let it go. Come into this very moment. 
May we choose courage, strength, and love. Now, let us begin. And now for our benediction, I invite you to put your hands over your heart in namaste. I bow to the divine in you. Our benediction comes from Indian author Kalidasa's exhortation to the dawn. Look to this day, for it is life, the very life of life. In its brief course lie all the verities and realities of our existence. Yesterday is but a dream, and tomorrow but a vision. Let us look well, therefore, to this day. Let us keep this faith, beloveds, and pass it on. The service begins when the service ends. Bless your hearts. I love you. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear from you via email at office at ASCBoston.org or through our Facebook page. If you would like to support the good work of Arlington Street Church, please consider a contribution by checking the mail or through our website, ASCBoston.org.